Hello, and welcome to the Landis Cooperative Experience podcast featuring the bull bear banter. We all know that markets often behave in a way that can't easily be explained. The bull bear banter is our best effort to digest the noise of the marketplace. So thank you for joining us. Sit back, relax, and let's talk about the markets. Hello, this is Cheyenne Dunham, and I want to welcome you to the February 28th episode of the Bull Bear Banter. Tom is out of the office today, but I'm going to handle our market recap, and we'll start with what our futures prices did today. So May corn closed up a quarter cent at 368 and a quarter, which was down 12 and a half cents for the week. December corn closed down a half cent at 377, which was down nine from last Friday's close. Looking at soybeans, May closed down two and a quarter at 8.92 and three quarters, which was down six and a quarter cent for the week. And November soybeans closed down five and a quarter at 9.08 and a quarter, which was down nine and a quarter cent from last Friday's close. So I know I threw a lot of quarter cent in there, but I think the main thing I want our listeners to take away from that is we normally talk about soybeans being the more volatile of the commodity markets, but this week actually nearby corn closed down twice as much as nearby soybeans did for our week on week comparison. And looking at that new crop, December corn versus November beans, they actually ended up closing down very close to the same. So we saw quite a bit more volatility in the corn market this week. Unfortunately, it was mainly to the lower side of the market. And that brings us into our big story for the week. Again, really a rough week for any market you looked at this week. While we're light on the commodity news, I think the COVID-19 virus continues to find a growing space in the spotlight as it spreads into South Korea, Iran, and Italy. We're seeing huge losses in the global energy and equity markets over the coronavirus concerns, and that's weighed heavily on the commodity markets as a result. Seasonally, we would expect prices to work higher into the spring, but until we know more about the global impact of this on demand, it's going to be an uphill battle. And trade is going to be keeping a close eye on our export sales and inspections in the coming weeks. So with that, let's go on to some bull bear factors for corn and soybeans. On the corn side, export inspections for the week ending on February 20th put shipments at about 913,000 metric tons, which was just shy of 15% higher for a week on week and just under 20% above the same time last year. Corn export sales last week came in at 856,000 metric tons, which was on the lower end of the market expectations and down over 15 million bushels from last week and the same time last year. These are also the lowest sales numbers we've seen in six weeks. So while it's disappointing compared to expectations, we're still on track to meet the USDA's projected number. Weekly EIA report for the week ending February 21st showed ethanol production at 1.054 million barrels, which was 14,000 barrels per day higher for week on week. And ethanol stocks were down 63,000 barrels at 24.718 million. Taking a look at South America, Brazil's corn harvest is 31% complete, which is on track with last year and ahead of their average pace. Their second safrina corn crop is 47% planted, which is well behind last year and slightly behind their normal schedule. Argentina's corn crop continues to develop with few problems, but trade's going to be keeping a close eye on their weather conditions through mid-March. Looking at soybeans, Export inspections showed about 594,500 metric tons of soybeans exported for the week ending February 20th, which was just shy of 41% down for a week on week and 54.5% lower than the same time last year. Soybean export sales came in at 339,300 metric tons, which was well below estimates and 16% of what last year's sales were for the same time. 
Compared to corn, beans don't seem to be losing quite as much ground, but that's mainly due to strength we've seen in the meal market recently. Meal exports continue to be solid. And looking at South America's soybean production, it continues to appear strong. Analysts don't see a shortage in world supply if the U.S. has another decent soybean crop. So we've been throwing around the possibility that the U.S. is going to plant 95 million acres of corn next year, and we've been spinning that as a positive for our soybean prices But a combination of a strong U.S. production, a strong South American production, and questionable demand at this point, depending on the long-term impacts of the coronavirus, it could make for an interesting year again with soybean prices. So that kind of ties us in on our what to watch for in upcoming events. Again, we're going to be keeping a close eye on these world health news regarding the coronavirus. But locally, we expect to kind of be in a limbo aside from that ahead of that USDA's perspective plantings report on March 31st. And that's when we really started to get to feel for how many acres of corn and beans our U.S. producers expect to plant for our 2020 crop. So why does this all matter? You know, we say around here a lot, not trading is a trading decision, and the same applies when you're developing a marketing plan. It's okay to not sell today, but make sure you have a plan and price points for both your old and new crop grain. That plan can be flexible, but the goal is to not find yourself coming into Harvest 2020, still making marketing decisions for your 2019 crop. But we always appreciate you joining us for the Bull Bear Banter. If you'd like to contact us, make sure to send a tweet to at Landis Co-op or drop an email to podcast at LandisCooperative.com. Remember our tagline, bears make money, bulls make money, and pigs just go to market. We want to thank you for listening, and we'll both be back with you again next week.